0: Big Sis Podcast. We love Big Sis! Welcome to the Big Sis Podcast. I'm Karen Mason, your host, and I hope you've been enjoying the series so far. Big Sis is all about empowering females to be the best that they can be. Through knowledge and inspiration, we can do anything we set our mind to. Let's get into this week's pod. As some of you may have noticed, this podcast series has been a really great way for me to reconnect with lots of amazing females. Some are old friends from dancing backgrounds, or some are also amazing experts that I knew when I was back in radio. And I'm really so pleased to officially meet this lovely lady face-to-face because we used to do radio interviews together all the time, Tamara Mercica, who is a self-love therapist and inspirational author. How are you? I'm Good, and you? So good, and thank you so much for coming into the studio. I know that you're very busy and you've got Bubba waiting for you, so thank you for making the time. Pleasure, pleasure. And so great to meet you in person. So basically today we wanted to talk about yoni eggs or jade egg practices because I've been noticing, because I've been doing a lot of research myself on this and to help other women, I feel that there's not a lot of clear advice when people, actual women in particular, are buying these eggs and, you know, they're buying the eggs thinking,
1: I want to get into these practices, but they're sort of left to their own devices. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lack of information on, you know, the right stones to use, how to use it correctly. And obviously, we can go into a lot more detail on all of that. Mm. So let's go
0: into a little bit more detail today. First of all, can you run us through all the different
1: crystal-based yoni eggs? Okay. So there is a yoni egg, pretty much of any crystal out there. The thing that I need to explain, however, is that The only ones that are safe for vaginal use are nephrite jade. And the reason for this is because nephrite jade is extremely dense. It's a very hardy stone and it's actually harder than steel. And it's a tightly packed structure, meaning that it's non-absorbent. And so what that means is that it's not going to hold bacteria when you use it inside the vagina. The problem with all these other stones, rose quartz being a very popular one at the moment, is that they are actually porous. And so when you use them, they absorb bacteria and you're putting that back in your vagina. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of people are trying these different stones unaware of these risks essentially. And the other problem with quartz style stones as well is that they are extremely brittle and they have been known to shatter and they can crack really easily. And the the vaginal tissue is so soft. You don't want to be putting something in there that could scratch the interior of your vagina. Well, this is why
0: I wanted to chat with you today because I actually went out and got one of the rose quartz, yeah. And that was because I was told it's really great for you know introducing mm-hmm. love back into your life and also for healing purposes if you've mm-hmm. had past trauma with ex boyfriends and things like that. So I went out and purchased one. I'm going to be <laughs> you know tell you a little bit a secret. A lot of other women will have done exactly the same thing. Exactly right. So I went out and got one, thinking, oh, this will be great for me, and you know I was told to make friends with it first Mm -hmm. and, you know, put it on the other pillow and, you know, actually make friends with it first. And (laughs) a lot of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going (laughs) to sound like I'm crazy. And so I was like, all right, this is what I was told to do. So make friends. I named it. Mm -hmm. Mine's called Sassy. Awesome. Yes. And so anyway, so you let it come into your world and you start talking about it and then you apparently do these practices. But when I actually went to use it, I was like, where does it go? Once it's, been inserted and then how long is it supposed to stay up for all these questions that I was like why don't I know this how could I have actually purchased it and not be told this so I was actually googling at night going oh what am I going to do so first of all let's go back to the rose quartz and why you know because I'd heard that it could shatter Mm. and I actually left mine up the first time for three days because I was waiting for it to fall out naturally yeah (laughs) so
1: so I basically do you think I should get rid of it? put it on the uh, practice mat next to you and enjoy the energy from that perspective. That would be my suggestion. And make sure that you're only using a nephrite jade. And the thing is with, you know, yes, we know that the rose quartz is a love stone, but so is nephrite jade. And so nephrite is known for being associated with the heart chakra. So it's really beautiful for fostering self-love. It's also a fertility stone and it helps to get self-healing happening within the body. And if we look back at the origins of the practice, which is like five years ago, queens and mistresses would use the jade egg internally back in ancient China to help bring fresh blood to the sexual organs and help facilitate healing. And the stone that they used was nephrite jade. So, you know, obviously over time things have changed and we've started to introduce these beautiful, colourful crystals, which are really pretty to look at, but not so safe for vaginal use. Oh, this is so good. And this is why I needed you on, because I'll have to actually
0: let sassy now <laughs> not be so intimate with Sassy and I'll just pop Sassy you over can cuddle
1: sassy. near the lamp or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll gently let her go. Um, so let's make the decision to really look at just jade egg practices.
1: And make sure it's nephrite jade because okay. there's also cheaper jade as well, which are also porous. So is that a
0: darker in colour, yes, Yeah. Yes,
1: So generally they're a really dark, almost black, so they're a very dark green colour, and they're so hardy that, you know, you're not going to do this, but you would know it's nephrite jade because if you threw it on the ground, it wouldn't smash. And that's what we want if we're exactly. popping it inside. Yep. 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 Yes, yep, Okay, absolutely. really good to know. Okay, so going back
0: to my problem of not knowing how long to keep, well now, a jade egg inside. Can you run
1: us through that? Yeah, sure. So the first thing that we need to look at is how to get the jade egg inside. Because again, there's a lot of information that you just insert it in sort of like a tampon. But the problem is that we actually have muscles around the vaginal opening. And because we're so used to having things pushed in there all the time, fingers, tampons, dildos, penises, those muscles tend to atrophy. And so we actually want to wake those muscles back up so that they can sip things in again and this is where we can use the jade to actually start to reactivate those muscles so that they can work as they were designed. So that's great for women that have had babies is that right? It's great for all women and also especially for women that have had babies absolutely but it's also good in even birth prep as well because you're learning how to use your vagina and melt it open in a way that's going to allow a baby to come out much more easily. And we actually,
0: before we started talking, spoke talk about your very quick birthing experience. So
1: possibly all these JDIG practices has helped you I have no doubt. My, my birth was three and a half hours. Um, it happened very quickly. There was no tear of the perineum. And when it actually came to baby coming out, he came out all in one go. There was no waiting for the head or shoulders. It was just flew straight out. And I didn't have any tearing of the perineum. It sounds like a dream for many, many women. <laughs> it was intense. Fast is intense. But... But everything went amazingly. Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the other benefits of using jade egg practices? Because the jade egg is actually awakening the whole area, not only are you going to resensitize the vaginal canal so that you can experience more pleasure during sex, you're actually strengthening and toning the pelvic floor. You bring bringing fresh blood to the area that facilitates healing. And you're also drawing trauma out of the vaginal tissue. And most women have experienced some sort of vaginal trauma. You know, we know, sexual abuse creates trauma, but so too does hard and fast friction sex. So too does the vagina being entered before it's ready. Abortion, miscarriage, birth, past surgeries, these all create trauma in the vagina and it stores it by way of tension. And so when we use the jade egg, essentially what we're doing is we're dissolving that tension. We're getting the glands working properly again so that you can easily self-lubricate, which is great for women going through menopause. And as a result, all the pleasure centers along the vaginal canal, they start to wake back up so that suddenly women have access to the deeper vaginal orgasms like G-spot orgasms and full body cervical orgasms as well. So we're expanding our pleasure from using this, but we're also getting out the health of our reproductive system back on track because, you know, 44% of women will experience some form of prolapse sexual organ in their lifetime with one in three needing a hysterectomy by the time they're 60. So this just shows that our sexual organs with the stresses of the world and the things that we're doing to them, the substances we're putting in our body, they do sustain a lot of wear and tear and we do need to be looking after them. And so we can use the jade egg practice to help heal prolapse, help prevent it, help heal incontinence, STIs, thrush, endometriosis, vulvodynia, all of these sexual health issues that women go through can essentially be healed through doing this practice because the practice actually helps restore the vagina to its natural state of health. Wow, that's amazing. And it's so powerful. Now, I've got so many questions that
0: are running through my brain. And I'm like, oh, did I ask that Yeah. Now, did we go through um, how long we
1: should keep it up as a maximum? So probably not more than 12 hours, just because the vagina is constantly producing new mucus. And so you want to just keep that area clean. That said, if it stayed up there for three days like you did, mm. nothing wrong's going to happen. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, let's
0: just talk about when you don't have the string attached, how it can just surprise you wherever you are. It might just – gravity comes into
1: play and it comes out. And, so generally the yes. egg will stay in for as long as healing is required. And you're not going to know from day to day how long that is. So my suggestion is always do a proper practice as opposed to just leaving it up there where you do specific exercises that work the whole area that so then that you're actually bringing presence and awareness to that practice and then leave it in. And if you are going to the shops and you're like mm, I don't really want to risk it just coming out randomly, then get down, to do a squat, and literally lay your egg. But the thing to remember with this is if you stress that you can't get the egg out, the vagina will actually cuddle the egg even tighter. I could imagine, yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes yeah. it worse. So we contract when we stress, right? And so essentially you want to relax. So breathe, relax, let go, and bear down like you're doing a poo, and the, the egg will come out. Wow. So it all started with jade egg practices. How did that then turn into yoga for the vagina? So in my 20s, I was exploring and looking at different ways to enhance my pleasure during sex, essentially. That's where it all came from. And I was doing a lot of training with different therapists in different countries, and I was introduced to the jade egg. And I wasn't really getting into it because it was sort of taught in quite a masculine way. And so I was sort of having a bit of a play, but not really throwing myself at it and then I returned an abnormal pap smear result and was diagnosed as being the stage before cancer. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, and so obviously that was quite a scare and being such a high-risk case, the gynaecologist wanted to rush me into surgery and perform an operation that could have left me unable to conceive. Now, I am someone who prefers to take a more natural approach to my healing, so I said no. And instead what I did was I started really working on this jade egg practice and developing it into more of a yoga practice that was comprehensive and helped to really work with different different... different sexual organs to help facilitate healing. And so I did this along with healing the mental and emotional cause of the physical issue, which is something I do with my one-on-one clients. And when I went back to my gynecologist some four months later, I was given a clean bill of health, the doctor claiming it was a miracle. So this is where I learned that our bodies really are self-healing machines. Every year, 98% of the atoms in our body are removed and replaced. And so we can actually make changes to our lifestyle, adopt restorative practices like yoga for the vagina, which has been something that I've developed over many years, and we can return our body to its natural state of healing. And so that was where the inspiration came for creating yoga for the vagina, which uses the jade egg as a central tool. (laughs)
0: Okay. Oh, that is so good to know because there's a lot of different advice out there. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for opening our eyes and ears for this. Now, you Mm -hmm. have a free guide for us to
1: start with this process. Can you talk
0: us through that? Yeah.
1: So on my website, yogaforthevagina.com, quite easy to remember, um, there's a starter sequence and it's a 20-minute practice that you can do just to get a taste of the practice and learn how to actually do the squeeze and release properly. Because a lot of women, squeeze, 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 squeezing, lots, 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 tight, tight, tight. And then you build pelvic tension. And as soon as you're building pelvic tension, this causes the sexual organs to malfunction and that can lead to prolapse when they start to dislodge. So there's a lot of education around how to gently squeeze. We're not trying to crack a nut in there. And then a full release. And that release is even more important than the squeeze itself. And the other important thing to understand is that we're not just squeezing the vagina. We don't just want to isolate that muscle. We actually want to engage the whole, what I call the pelvic parfait, because the pelvic bowl is full of muscles and organs and fascia and tissue, layers of this, and you want to be engaging that whole area. And when you're engaging that whole area, then you're actually giving your whole reproductive system a really beautiful rejuvenation. I wish I knew you back. Oh, well, I did know you, but I wish I knew this information from you uh,
0: probably about six months ago. Yeah. You would have helped me with a lot. And and poor little Sassy, I do have to say goodbye to her. So
1: oh, no, keep her around. Good luck, Stone.
0: Oh, yes, true. All right, well, I'll have to work out how I'm going to say, you know, gentle goodbyes. But thank you again for all your expertise with this. And again, that website, com. Don't forget to hit subscribe to the Big Sis podcast if you haven't already done so. That way you'll never miss a new episode. Chat with you next time.